Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chris Neal starting to get to like the point where, you know, enough people on Twitter especially want this guy to be cut from the team that they should probably call him Briss Neal at this point. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that, that is. Said, that is some dazzling wordplay. <laughs> you got it in red. Remember Todd White? Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask. It's the Chet and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode Dogovins of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi Podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who can't get cut from the podcast because he's never passed through waivers. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? I am great. Oh, it's, Hockey's back. It's a pleasure like to be actual here. Hockey, Hockey's of. back, but now I'm sad because you just reminded me that uh, Kaspar's Doggerman's won't be part of it in Ottawa. Oh, I love man. that guy. Wasn't he like the best? He's your all-time favorite player who was also bad at hockey, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you can sort of separate performance from character, um, which arguably some people have done with Robin Leonard over the past couple of years. There's a hot take for you. But <laughs> if you only look at character, Kaspar's Dogmans was the fun version of Robin Leonard. Like, nobody was more fun than that guy. I mean, he had a shirt of himself with, like, who wants a mustache ride on it. Yeah, like, you, can't, it, you, keep, you can't top that. Well, you keep telling me you're going to explain to me what that means because i don't get it yeah that's that's some too hot for tv stuff oh right there. is it <laughs> i think so oh okay well they just let anything go in the ahl i guess <laughs> yo robin leonard has been getting a rough time of it in buffalo he I'm has and i i kind of feel bad for robin leonard a little bit because you know i do like the guy and i you know don't want him to completely fall apart and collapse under the pressure in buffalo but i also don't want the sabers to be any good so i'm kind of torn a little bit because i I wish Robin Leonard well, but as an opponent of the Senators, I, I hope he fails miserably at everything he tries. Yeah, it's I feel like oddly defensive towards that guy. Like Ben Bishop, I was like, oh, I hope that guy falls apart. Well, yeah, uh, like with Robin Leonard, I'm like, yo, guys, let's chill out. Like, it's only the preseason. Give Robin a minute here. What is it that Sabres fans don't like about Robin Leonard? Is it that they traded a first-round pick for him? Is that kind of the thing? That's part of it, but I feel like they'd be okay with that if Robin Leonard had, to this point, displayed the ability to stop the puck. Oh, okay, so it's that he's 23, he is kind of shaky, and they've paid a handsome price for somebody that they don't actually think is any good. Yeah, that'd be it. Okay, and now he is allegedly starting to hear the booze. He apparently got shelled by the Columbus Blue Jackets taxi squad last night, and now we're starting to wonder, has he, having been betrayed by Ottawa, uh, now he's forced to walk the earth a broken man who will uh, fade into mediocrity and obscurity in, in the coming years? Look, where better else to do that than Buffalo? <laughs> I have faith that Robin Leonard will, will still be a good goalie. I think it would have been true in Ottawa 
Uh, I don't think being traded to Buffalo is the kind of thing that's going to cause Robin Leiner the psychological damage that will prevent him from becoming the goalie we always thought he would be, simply because I think that guy's had enough psychological damage in his life already that being traded to Buffalo isn't necessarily going to add all that much. Like, this is a guy who had his father fire tennis balls at him uh, when he was, like, six years old or something. Let's not forget, this is a guy who, like, went to go play his minor hockey in Sault Ste. Marie. Like, that guy's seen (laughs) some stuff. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I'm sure, you know, he did say several times he wanted to be a senator for life, so I'm sure he was disappointed to be traded. But if that's the kind of thing that's actually going to affect your game, then that's that's a red flag, right? I think he's just confused because he watched, you know, Sabres fans be happy that the team was losing all through last year. And now he came in there. I was like, yo, I can do this. (laughs) I am the next Andrews Lindback. Get at me. He's going to have a rough time this year with those Sabres defensemen. Like, that is he might kill one by December. I I can see that guy turning into just Swedish Liam Neeson. Just <laughs> says less, kills more. Yeah. That's my prediction. But I don't know why Leiner. Sabres fans would be that down on him. Like, he's only 23. Like, I mean, everybody is always, you know, saying, oh, you know, Carey Price got booed when he was 23 and he was up and down too. And I mean, I get that Senators fans were kind of frustrated with him last year because he had every opportunity to take the job and he didn't do it. And then he got hurt. But surely he's still going to play regularly which is what he says he wants and you know going to become a better goalie like does anybody think that won't happen here's the thing and like i think we're missing a really important point here it's the preseason (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't matter this is the least meaningful part of the hockey year and it's infuriating because on the one hand you're like hockey's back and you just want to like get in there and devour the whole pie at once but like all that ends up happening is you know i end up looking at like jared cowan's possession numbers being like what does it mean (laughs) (laughs) is he good is he bad and meanwhile like it couldn't matter less yeah 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 no it's you're right and it's also like hockey's back this is great and oh the senators are playing a top line that's like clark MacArthur, kyle turris and then like uh zach stortini (laughs) yo yeah Yo, and you're sort Zach's- of like this is this is two thirds <laughs> of what I want to watch. Yo, Zach Stortini looks like you put an Eric Carlson wig on Rob Riggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Zach Stortini looks like unfrozen caveman AHL player. <laughs> is what he looks like. Uh, and then we still signed Mark Fraser. <laughs> he looks like he looks like someone tried to genetically engineer some kind of Fabio super soldier hybrid, and it went horribly wrong. Is what he looks like. Uh, can you, I just imagine Brian Murray in those meetings, just being like, "I think we gotta go get Zach Sertini. He's got a good chin. I like him. <laughs> got a good hockey chin." Yeah. No, I, I I feel you on preseason because it's it's almost what I want to watch, but it's just a little bit off in every. It's sort of like a song you. Really really like but it's the like chinese karaoke version of a song right, you really like it's the ryan adams covers of taylor swift that's right you heard me those are terrible get at me <laughs> <laughs> i will take on all covers on this oh that is a hot take maybe it was you that said this the other day but the great thing about the one good thing about preseason is that when you lose it doesn't matter and when you beat the habs it's fantastic yo like for all the smack I talk about not caring about the preseason, like beating the Habs was great. Oh my god, I got out my uh, my preseason cigar after that one and started smoking it. It was fantastic. But if they is- lost, I wouldn't have cared because it doesn't count. Yeah, it was great. It's like, oh good, we lit up price for six goals. It's just like old times. Yeah. Everything's going to be yeah. fine. 
Anyway, it's been fun. I don't know. I've got nothing to say. Maybe Jared Cowan will be better this year. Maybe he won't. Probably he won't. Probably Maybe he d- won't, but i am got, still got my fingers crossed for that Jared Cowan contract year. Honestly, I feel like Jared Cowan's name must now legally be preceded by the phrase future KHL superstar. <laughs> I mean, even Brian Murray at this point is kind of like Jared Cowan is what he is, right? Like he wants him to be just like this big, dumb, defensive 6'5 guy. Yeah, just um, a blunt object he can point in front of the net and be and, like, defend this space. And But Brian Murray is like, Jared just needs to settle down, play the game I think he's supposed to be playing. And he is and just, he's not messing around. Like Brian Murray was just being brutally honest. It's like, I think, I think he can be a serviceable third pairing like number five number six defenseman i was like you're paying this guy 3.7 million dollars or whatever this year he's your like first round number nine pick and you're now like yeah you know we just need this guy to settle down and be our number six defenseman something's gone badly wrong in that case you know what i think there comes a time in every relationship where you have to say i can't fix this person and it's all about realistic expectations <laughs> you know, but at this point we're just hoping for jared cowan to remember our birthday and like, we'll take it and that's fine except that if that is true then the fact that brian murray still signed jared cowan to this contract puts us in kind of like a catholicism in the 60s world where <laughs> <laughs> like no, it's, it's not an ideal situation but there's there's no way you're getting out of it. So basically, we need Pope Francis to swing by Ottawa and be like, no, buyouts are okay now. Yeah. And then leave. <laughs> like, you'll be absolved. Yeah, exactly. We need, like, some kind of Vatican II that lets us get out of the Jared Cowan contract. <laughs> So, okay, so we talked a little bit about preseason, and we agreed that it doesn't matter, and it's kind of weird to watch, but it's great when you win. We had a blistering segment on how Jared Cowan might not be good, which is really blowing the lid off that one, and I'm glad that we're, <laughs> I'm glad that that message is finally being brought to the people uh, yeah, by fi- somebody. Fi- finally, someone has the courage to talk about Jared Cowan I'm being I'm glad bad. that we just Woodward and Bernsteined the idea that Jared Cowan <laughs> might be struggling in Do his career. Do I smell career. a Pulitzer? <laughs> oh my god. That is a story. What else can we talk about? I think we should stop looking behind and start looking ahead. The season does start this week, so maybe it is a good idea to do some season preview material, which is why people probably tuned in. I feel like we need to establish our predictive bona fides here. Do you have a you know representative flip from a past show? I'm glad you asked. I actually do. I'll play a couple of predictions that we made uh, last year. We've actually got Senators DJ on hand who will play the appropriate goal music following each of these clips and you can uh, you can then assess uh, whether we were right or wrong or not. So the first one I'm going to play is our prediction on how well we thought the Senators were going to do record-wise last year. Roll it. I've got the Senators finishing the year at 81-1. and one. It looks like smooth sailing, so I'm going to lock in my prediction of 81-0-1. Oh, 81-0-1. Okay, I'm going to go straight up 81-1. and one. I've got them finishing with 162 points. You've got them finishing with 163. I, That's correct. I wish I shared your optimism. Oh, and I guess uh, I guess that one didn't work out. I guess the Senators didn't go 81-1. and one. If there's one thing that I learned from last year, it's that any type of winning is unsustainable. So I'll play one more just to prove that we're not completely off base. We were talking last year about Chris Phillips, our, one of our favorite guys, one of our longtime career Senators that everybody likes. And this is what I said about uh, Chris Phillips potentially breaking Daniel Alfredson's all-time games record. 
roll it. And you know what I can see happening, right, is he'll play. He's going to tie Alfredson today. Tuesday, I believe they play in Jersey. He'll be scratched. Absolutely. And then he will 100%. And then he will break the record at home against the Washington Capitals on Thursday. It will be his 1,179th game, passing Daniel Alfredson for the all-time franchise lead. And then I, I could see him beating Alfredson by one and then being scratched for the rest of the year. And there you go, proving that uh, we are actually pretty good with these predictions. All right, so having established that we are sometimes good at this, do you want to make some calls for this coming year? The Senators changed almost nothing on the roster over the offseason because the team is relatively young, relatively cheap. And with the possible exception of Ryan, uh, everybody's kind of young and trending upward. I don't think there's anybody that significantly overperformed or underperformed last year outside of maybe Hoffman and easily Andrew Hammond, right? So Mm -hmm. you sort of say, okay, we didn't really make any changes, but Stone will be a little bit better. Zibanejad will be a little bit better. Shane Prince will be diet Eric Condra. And, you know, all of these young guys will continue to come along. Eric Carlson will have a full year with Mark Mathot, and that will be enough to get us back into the playoffs. Not necessarily you know, win the Atlantic division, but certainly get the Senators back into the playoffs. It's just sort of this incremental approach. And I think it probably is the right one, but it doesn't lend itself to like any kind of like really bold predictions in terms of who's going to be way better, who underperformed last year, who overperformed. I think largely speaking, the season is a success if everybody continues to get a little bit better. So maybe another angle that we can take on these predictions. One thing I thought that we could do and as another way to sort of predict what's going to go on is we could do a few prop bets. How does that sound? All right. Uh, Do you want to put like actual right. money on this get some I don't know skin if I want game. to put actual money on it but I will by recording this podcast and putting it out on the internet for people to hear we are basically uh you know we can't take this back so maybe what we can do is to the extent we can we'll we'll write them down and we'll come back at the end of the year and we'll see who won how does that sound And and our our reputations are on the line and no one will believe our season predictions next year if we don't nail these All right I mean I'm I'm ready I I think I can take you here Okay, and just to be clear, we have not uh, we have not discussed these in advance. So I'll throw a few at you, and then maybe you can uh, you can come back with a couple for me. Okay, all right, sounds good. First one: Will Bobby Ryan have more fights than Chris Neal has goals? I'm going to like draw on my insider info here. Um, I've watched Chris Neal practice. Yeah, that's right. I do the work. Oh, and you know that guy is looking sharp. You know he was he was looking sharp in practice. I didn't really see Bobby Ryan lighten anyone up. I think uh, Chris Neal is going to surprise this year. I'm going to go with Chris Neal has. Six goals this season, which will far outstrip Bobby Ryan's fight total. Yeah, that's probably true. Ryan Ryan, Ryan will scrap with guys, but he usually won't completely fight them. He has kind of been cruising around uh, the preseason at half speed, although that's understandable. Eric Carlson, I think, has been going at about 10% during the preseason, (laughs) uh, which I'm not too concerned about. But uh, I think that's probably true. All right, I got another one for you. Who's got who plays more games in a Senators uniform this year, Colin Greening or Matt Pumple? At the moment, you'd have to say Matt Pumple has the inside track, right? On account yeah, of not you, being waived yet. But you don't think that uh, Greening will ever be called up? I think he could be called up at some point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm still, oh, I'm still going Matt Pumple. I think you, I think okay. you got to go with the new hotness. All right, then let me throw this one at you. More games in a Senators uniform, Colin Greening or Chris Phillips? Oh, okay, now you're talking. Oh man, that is a coin flip and a half. Is Chris Phillips even going to play this year? I don't think so. 
he had plenty of time to rehab that back surgery. He apparently cracked a disc during his rehab, which I think uh, our friend uh, Joe Innes said you can really only do if you're like trying to lift a car. So I'm a little bit, I don't know that all that, that story has completely come out, but I think he goes on long-term injured reserve. I don't think he plays this year. I think he takes his last two and a half million dollars from the Senators and retires. Like, here's the thing. It's like, even if Chris Phillips was coming into camp in the best shape of his life i'd still be like dude's got some work to do to make the roster trying to break into the lineup having missed all of camp and having to rehab and do all that work just to get back into game shape like i think maybe he plays maybe two swan song games like in march or february and then that's it yeah i don't even think that happens if the senators are in like a playoff position i think they sort of down low tell him look it's not going to happen but we are happy to continue making up stories about your back you know, welcome but to your luke richard in years it's i mean it's too bad for phillips and it's not the way you want to kind of see anybody go out but i don't think i don't think he plays this year i think he retires i think both colin greening and chris phillips are going to be paid more or less the same amount of money not to play for the senators this year but of the two i think greening's more likely to play this year i think you're right i'll go with colin greening as well all right i got another one for you over under on the number of times that mike hoffman refuses to discuss a contract extension during the season Oh, at least 17, right? <laughs> like just every time he gets a question, like you're an RFA again, are you going to go to arbitration or, or try to get a deal done in the off season? Or are you interested in, in basically resigning? I think anytime that question comes up, he's going to say, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it during the season. I think that's going to happen at least five times. If Mike Hoffman comes out strong out of the gate, I think Ottawa is going to be like, yeah, let's try to get this guy locked down. Before oh, and he he's totally going to let him twist. He's totally going to yeah. let him twist if that's the case. I think yeah, you're right. Exactly. Whereas but if, if Mike Hoffman think... comes out slow, he's going to be like, so anybody want to put pen to paper on something maybe worth three years-ish? Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. That's a very good point. And that will sort of, if that is the case, it will completely justify why the senators took him to arbitration in the first place. Okay, right, I got another I'll... one for you. Who will have more takeaways? Mark Stone for the entire season or Section 300 ushers during the February 6th Leafs game at Canadian Tire Center? I'm going Andrew Hammond at the McDonald's drive-thru, actually. <laughs> All right, none very the, good. None of the above. Okay, this this one's going to blow the lid off. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Who's more likely to cut their hair, Eric Carlson or Jared Cowan? I swear to God, I have that exact prop bet on this page. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. is like You can't tell me that Jared Cowan isn't basically being a safe haven for, like, Voldemort on the back of his head right now. <laughs> why, why else... I- would, why else would Jared Cowan grow his hair out to such ridiculous lengths if he wasn't taking care of the Dark Lord himself? I think Jared Cowan knows he looks ridiculous, but I think he's going to keep the look for a long time because I think he's in sort of like his singer-songwriter phase as a as a hockey player. Like, I think he's trying to figure out who he is and what kind of player he is. And he's at the stage where he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the garage, grow my hair, get down to basics. I think he's locked in on that look for a while. There's some kind of like weird primal, you know, get back to recapture recapture the magic uh, to that hair, as stupid as it looks. I think Eric Carlson cuts his hair. I think he blindsides everybody. I think he comes out one day with a shaved head and he's like, yep, I shaved my head because I'm Eric Carlson trendsetter. And I would be I I'm putting money on that happening at some point sooner rather than later. Just just completely shock everybody. The flow is gone. Jared Cowan looks like a spaniel in a helmet. (laughs) 
But do you agree with me about Carlson? Like, I, like, don't you think that's the kind of left turn that he he is absolutely going to make at some point? Because think about who his mentor is, who his idol is, who's had more different hairstyles during his time in Ottawa than anybody, Mr. Dan Alfredson. And this is maybe a discussion that we can go into in more detail on a non-preview podcast. But there are you can definitely picture phases of Alfredson's time in Ottawa, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. the early bucket helmet days. There's the shaved head. There's the long flow. He had three or four different distinctive phases that you can pretty much break down based on hairstyle. And I think Carlson's uh, gearing up to have one of those himself. Yeah, I like that. So Carlson, kind of an artist. He's in his flow period right now. He's going to move to something else. He's going to move exactly. to just straight up shaved bald head. He's, going, he's, he's in his flow period right now. He's going to move to shaved. At some point, he's going to do some experimenting with sort of moodier oils and will uh, we'll sort of you know end up looking back on his career in those phases. It's like, yep, he won that second Norris, and then we had shaved head Eric Carlson uh, period for a couple of years. Yeah, Eric Carlson's going to look in the mirror and say to himself, you know what? I want to look more like Ole Jokinen. <laughs> but when you're a guy like Eric Carlson, you've got to constantly be like innovating. Like you can't just sort of rest on your laurels. You always have to be doing something different, getting better some other way. Like right. I can see him one day waking up and saying, you know what? If I were even more aerodynamic, I would probably be even better than I am. And that's the kind of excellence I'm constantly chasing. So let's shave it off and see what happens. That's right. Eric Carlson is Apple. Jared Cowan is Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Cowan is Blackberry, but he's like that old Blackberry that looks sort of like a hockey puck. <laughs> I am looking forward to Jared Cowan rediscovering what works for him, which in this case is basically unbundling the OS from the hardware. <laughs> All right. More burgers thrown at Andrew Hammond or more hats thrown at Mika Zibanejad? Ooh, that is a good question. I think it's more likely that Andrew Hammond plays well enough to have burgers thrown at him. Because scoring a hat trick is is difficult, even for Mika Zibanejad. But on the other hand, throwing hats after a hat trick hasn't been expressly prohibited by the Ottawa Senators. No, and people throw a lot of hats in those cases. Whereas yeah. Andrew Hammond's not going to play a ton of games. He may not play that well to throw burgers. Burger throwing has been prohibited in any event. And even during his 20-game win streak last year, what were like maybe two burgers thrown on the ice? Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, I think it's probably the hats. But it is also possible that Andrew Hammond will have at least one burger thrown at him, and Mika Zibanejad will not have a hat trick all year. That's so I'm, fun- going, I'm going with the hats, but I think it's close. I'm, I'm going to go burgers. I think there's going to be a brave soul out there who's going to, you know, reject the... He's just going to go out there and be like, yo, rules are just a social construct. I can throw whatever I want on this ice. And he's going to see his opportunity and he's going to go for it. He's going to be the Andrew Hammond of throwing burgers. <laughs> Some brave right. soul. Last that is, not, that is a, not an endorsement, by the way. Don't do that. It's been banned. Last one for me. Whose play this year is likely to inspire more people on Twitter to say... You know what? I actually always liked him. Milan McCulloch or Zach Smith? Oh, definitely Milan McCulloch. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Zach Smith, I think as a fourth line center, Zach Smith is not a bad play, especially if he's not playing with Neil and Greening. I think people will be like, oh, you know, Zach Smith, he's not so bad. Like, I, I think he I think he takes more more crap than he, he necessarily deserves. I think you're right. But I think that, you know, Milan McCulloch is already underappreciated. So I think Milan McCulloch just needs to put together like if, if he didn't get hurt last year, he'd probably have like 40, 45 points, which is, you know, pretty good for a guy who does as many things as Milan McCulloch. 
Okay, so, so you think you think he's going to be more people saying, actually, I never thought Milan McCulloch was was that bad. Exactly. Okay, because he because he has taken a lot of grief the last few years. I don't think he deserves it either. That's just me. Okay, well, that's fair. I think I agree with you. All right, so I've got some for you. Okay. What's going to be greater, Mike Hoffman power play points or Chris Neal's total points? I'm going to go with Mike Hoffman power play points. You think he's going to if he, ever, get, if he ever gets on the power play? You think he's going to get on that power play? I think he will. Uh, at this point, I mean, it's basically penciled in top six. I think he's I think he's going to be second unit, but I think he's going to be out there. And I don't think Chris Neal is going to have more than 10 points total. And I think uh, Hoffman can beat that. Nah, man. I got, again, I got five words for you. Chris Neal contract year. I got, again, I got five words for you. Chris Neal contract year. <laughs> what really worries me is the possibility that Chris Neal might have more power play points than Mike Hoffman has power play points, <laughs> which is also a possibility. Uh, that the, would have been an even better question. The, the Paul McLean special. Yeah, exactly. All right. So this is a good one. I like this. Will Zach Smith have more goals or fights this year? Hmm. Good question. I think he will have more goals. I don't think he's going to fight uh, all that much. I think he'll probably have seven or eight goals. Zach Smith. He's a lover, not a fighter. But he's exactly. a fighter too, but so don't try anything. Yeah, not the face. How about this? Bobby Ryan goals or Chris Weidman games played? That's a that's a that's a good one. That's a very good one. I am going to go with Chris Weidman games played because I think somebody on the defense will be injured at oh, some that's point. That's a good point. And as a seventh guy, he'll find a way to get in at some point. And as long as he can play, like, I mean, Ryan, we're hoping he scores 30 goals. But I mean, let's be honest, we'd be happy with 25 and a, you know, reasonable number of assists. I think Chris Weidman can play 25 games easily. Yeah, you're probably right there. I was thinking, I don't know, it depends. Like, for all I know, this Cowan Borvietsky pairing is going to work out fine. So, oh, yeah. Where's, <laughs> we, where's, where's Chris Weidman going to go? <laughs> Next up, I have, which will be greater, Alex Chiasson's shots on goal or Mark Borowiecki's penalty minutes? Hmm. Oh, Borowiecki's penalty minutes. Yeah, that's right. I, oh, there's we, no doubt. I really and in fact, with, with Neil maybe not playing the full year, Borowiecki is the PIMS leader easily on this team. Number Next. two is Jared Cowan. <laughs> <laughs> so say say what you will about the the, the Cowan-Borowiecki pairing, but most of the time, one of them won't be on the ice. Oh, there we go. That'll make you feel better, Sense fans. Right? CeCe and Weirkosh by December are going to be half dead of exhaustion. Yeah. Probably from the number of minutes they're going to have to play. Mark Borowiecki is just the human obstruction penalty. How about this? Give me an over-under on the number of team dinners Colin Greening's going to pay for in Binghamton. <laughs> uh, how many team dinners are there? Uh, well, you got to think that, you know, they probably go out quite a bit when they're on road trips. So let's say there, there are 100 team dinners over the course of the year, including like off nights. He will pay for 100 team dinners <laughs> yeah, you know just it, as a ballpark figure like you know how there were all those stories about when wade redden uh was in the ahl playing for the connecticut whale how he was like the he was always the guy who was kind of doing the money on the board he was always the guy making sure everybody had a brand new ipod uh he was sort of team rich dad that is going to be colin greening in binghamton yeah that guy is flush with cash at he, least compared to the rest of his team um this one you know just straight up season save percentage Andrew Hammond or Robin Leonard? Who will stop more shots as a percentage? Recognizing that, obviously, Robin Leonard's going to play a lot more than Andrew Hammond. And Andrew um, Hammond's going to be on a better team. I am going to go with Andrew Hammond. And maybe that sounds crazy, but I think he will be relatively sheltered, if that makes sense. And I think he will probably be able to 
pass as a reasonable backup goalie. I think Robin Leonard will certainly have better moments. He'll play more games. He'll win more games. But he is going to be pelted with shots all year, all year. And I, I sort of can see Robin Leonard as being like, a guy who's keeping his team in a lot of like five, four games. And even though he's doing a good job, like he's just getting pelted. So that's that's sort of how I see it. I think Robin Leonard will probably be better than his numbers indicate at the end of the year. But I think his save percentage is going to suffer uh, playing on that team. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Andrew Hammond as well, which is good because that means the Senators made the right decision. It, it is. Yeah, absolutely. There's, <laughs> it's easy to compare those two numbers and without any context and just say that Andrew Hammond's better. I agree. It is. That's why I did it. Yes. Good. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up at the end of the season. We'll come back to those prop bets and see who won. Obviously, it was me, but we'll get Senators DJ back to play the goal horn uh, just to confirm it at that point. And uh, it was a pleasure doing business with you. Indeed, sir. I look forward to reigning supreme over you as usual. <laughs> All right. Well, the important thing is hockey's back, and it's real hockey, not this weird preseason hockey. It starts on Thursday against, oh, well, you look at that, Robin Lehner and the Buffalo Sabres. All right, folks, enjoy the start of real hockey. We will be coming back to you at some point in the next couple of weeks to talk about how Matt O'Connor has stolen the starting goaltending job from Craig Anderson. <laughs> that would be fantastic if Craig Anderson is like, oh, finally some job security. And then within two weeks, like this college free agent is pushing him for a job. That would be great. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, everything will be going swimmingly with the Senator season. We'll have nothing to talk about. Uh, and that's exactly how I hope things turn out. All right, folks. See you then. See you later. A couple of fellers who both still live with their moms Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on No other podcast was finer Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners We never thought they'd make it past episode 5 Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Peristi are live Whoa, whoa, whoa When is um, um, Dave Clonemoran going to show up? When, when are we going to have like some nerdy guy uh, sit behind the bench that looks exactly like Dave Cameron and inspire that meme? I always thought that you could throw on my glasses and be a passable Dave Cameron. You think I look like Dave Cameron? I do. You have very similar facial structure. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. I got told by these two chuckleheads at the Starbucks drive-thru I look like Steve Buscemi once. I'm like, I, I had glasses on at the time. Like, it made no sense. Someone out there is trying to, like, put together a police composite sketch of yeah, you. Yeah, so, so, so far... <laughs> so, like, we've got Dave Cameron and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. How do we reconcile <laughs> these two opposing spheres? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, really ruining the mystique. Uh, and for the record, I don't look like either of those two guys. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.